0: Well, good morning, New Hope, glad that you're here this morning in person, whether you're online, welcome to the house here at New Hope Community Church. Hey, just on that child sponsorship, I just want to encourage you as you leave, there's a table out in the lobby with a variety of children that you can uh, look at and see where in the world you would love to sponsor them. Uh, We can make an incredible difference right here in Isani County, across the globe in a child's life and we can set up generations of Christ followers through these kids. As our kids were growing up, each kid had a child that they sponsored around the world, that they wrote back and forth to around the world, and it was just so enriching and so great. And even to this date, even though three of the four are moved out, they still sponsor. And so just really encourage you to be involved beyond yourself. And that's really what we're talking about today when we are talking about our first topic. We're doing this new series called You Asked For It. This is how we got to this series. We put out on Facebook, out through email, hey, what do you want us to talk about over the next four weeks in August? A variety of topics were sent in, then we sent those topics back out, and people voted on the four topics for this series. And the first topic was modern day living, modern day living. And so how this is going to work is I'm going to speak for about 13 minutes. You can text in questions that you want me to answer and time allowing, we will answer those questions. So the text in number is this, 763-325-9227. So you can text a question in, Pastor John will pick that up, and he'll be up here on the platform with me in a little while, and we'll go through those questions so you can respond to what I say. But when we talk about modern day living and the topic, you know, modern day living, what do we mean by modern day living, right? I mean, it could mean a variety of things. Today we have, like, organic movement as far as eating organic food versus, like, processed food, right? I mean, today we have Netflix and Hulu, and maybe sometimes we go to the movie theater, right? I mean, that's sort of modern-day living. I mean, today, how many of you, like, actually, like, hey, I got to go to the mall, right? As opposed to, like, I have to click on Amazon, right? Right modern-day living. Now, when I grew up in school, we were a boy and we were a girl. Today, it's a they. It's uh, unbinary. They, they don't classify gender today. That's modern-day living, right? It's how it is. It's just reality. I find it interesting, today, people don't call people, right? You don't call people. Like, you text people. If, if I call my kids, they never answer, Like if I text them, oh yeah, dad, what's up? You know, I mean, it's just like nobody calls anymore, right? But that's modern day living, right? Modern day living is like, hey, I'm working from home as opposed to going to the office. Or modern day living, I'm taking school online as opposed to I'm going off to school, off to college. There's so many things that are different with modern day living. When we talk about marriage, you know, a man and a woman. Verse today, hey, you design your own marriage. It's modern day living. It's just the reality of it, right? Today, we're looking at electric cars, and boy, it used to be all gas carts. And today, is it biblical moral values, or is it modern-day morals? What do we live by? And so when it it comes to this topic that came in, and, and, and people that voted on it, as the number one topic, modern day living. I don't think people wanted me to talk about, you know, hey, should I, in modern day living, should I call somebody or should I text them? I don't think that's what they wanted me to answer. I think what they wanted me to answer was how are we to live today with modern day living, modern day values, morals, verse, traditional or what I would call biblical morals. How are we to live today? And so I'm going to tackle that. And as I tackle that, again, you can think of a question if you want, and you can text that in at that number, 763-325-9227. But let's look at biblical morals versus then modern day morals. And I want to ask you two questions briefly here, and I want you to raise your hands. How many of you think that given yourself yourself, not your neighbor, not the person next to you, but given yourself, that you would tend towards immoral behavior as opposed to moral behavior. You know, left to ourselves, how many of us believe that, hey, we tend to lean towards immoral behavior, doing something wrong, if left to ourselves, okay? All right, I'm talking about society here. How about moral behavior, Doing the next right thing. How many think that? Hey, that's how we we would live. You're not. Ra- you're not raising your hand. <laughs> Which tells me you're scared spitless when it comes to your morals. So let me ask you this question: Are the morals in society in America day getting worse? I'm raise your hand. Did you, are you? <laughs> Follow the answer, raise your hand. How many of you think they're getting better? Better, better, okay? All right, man, tough crowd today, tough crowd today. On June 15th, 2022, Gallup poll said, highest ever, 50% of Americans overall state that the moral values in the United States are poor. 50%, another 37%, have said that they are only fair. Only 1% of Americans say that our moral values are excellent. And 12% say that they're good. So that, with the math, says that 87% of Americans are recognizing that our moral values are poor to fair. They are heading south more and more and more. And so When it comes to biblical moral values as opposed to modern day living values, what are we talking about here? What we're talking about here are what are the boundaries and the rules that we are to live by when it comes to living amongst one another? What are the boundaries and the rules we are to live by? okay? And I want to use the NFL for an example here, because we know that training camp just started. You Vikings fans are all excited. You got a new coach, new season, all right? And things are going to be better for you, all right? Statistically, the NFL says they are going to be better for you, all right? All the experts. So that's super positive. But if you take the NFL, if you take football, okay? Okay? In football, there are boundaries and there are rules, right? And what is so interesting to me is that over the history of football, the boundaries have not changed at all. The boundaries have not changed. Matter of fact, if you want a touchdown, you have to get the ball in the end zone still. (laughs) You still have to get it past the line of the end zone to get a touchdown. That has never changed the boundaries. Also, if you are out of bounds in the NFL... Guess what? you are like out of bounds. I mean right now they have like 52 different camera angles just to see if the the guy's cleat touches the white line and if it touches like touches the white line, they're out of bounds. They aren't like, oh no big deal or like they're a foot out of bounds they're only a foot out of bounds' they're like, hey, they're only sitting in the bleachers. that's fine, they're still in bounds. I mean I mean, no, I mean if you are out of bounds, you are out of bounds. 10 yards to a first down hasn't changed, hasn't changed in the history of football. Still, you have to get it 10 yards, not an inch less, 10 yards, right? So the boundaries haven't changed. Also, the rules of football, they haven't become looser. They have become more strict, right? You can't hit helmet to helmet right now anymore. If the quarterback is in the grasp by the opponent, then the play is called dead, because they don't want the quarterback to be dead, right? <laughs> and that, that's how it is. They moved the extra point from the two yard line now back to the 15 yard line. By doing that, they've changed the game. At the two yard line, 99% success, 15 yard line, a 92%. Changes the game. Games are won and lost on that fact right there. But when we look at the NFL, its boundaries and its rules have not changed. If anything, they become more strict. But if we look at our world and our boundaries and our rules and how we are to live in our world, they've become looser and looser and looser, and it's all about us, right? That's just the reality. So in all these areas of boundaries and rules, why are they in place? They are in place to protect us. They're in place to protect others. And allow us to live and provide us a peaceful way of living. But here's the challenge. The main challenge of this, when it comes to boundaries and rules, is self. I want to read you my devotional from August 3rd. It says this. The purpose of the cross is completely is to completely decimate your loyalty to the most seductive and powerful of all idols the idol of self what is this thing that kidnaps us all it is the selfishness of sin the idol of idols really is the idol of self we make it all about us We put ourselves in the center of the story. We evaluate life from the vantage point of a scary and tragic me-ism. We pull the borders of our concerns into the narrow confines of what we want, what we feel, what we dream, and what we think we need. A good day is a day that is pleasurable or easy for me, right? A good circumstance is one which I get my way, right? <laughs> Sounds like a two-year-old, right? A good marriage is one which my spouse becomes a servant to my dream for my whole life. A good church has the worship programs and preaching that satisfy me. A good job is one that keeps me happy and keeps me engaged and obviously pays her well, right? It is a life shaped by a shrunken kingdom of one. It's all about me right? And what's so interesting is the more our world has turned in in America about me, 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 statistically, this last month, another poll said that the world is the most unhappy in history and the most stressed out, even though we are the most self-centered ever in history. And it's interesting, the Bible talks about this in Judges twenty-one twenty-five. It says, in those days... Israel had no king, and listen, all the people did whatever seemed right in their own eyes, right, in their own eyes. Israel departed from God's standards, God's law, God's commands, his rules, and hey, this is how you should live, and if you live this way, life will be good, right? So how do we deal with this life of self and live in this modern-day society, right? It's by putting ourselves under God's lordship and then also under his letter of love to us, his Bible, which he gave to us because he loves us and it is a roadmap in how we are to live. It provides us boundaries and rules so that we can live amidst one another. 2 Timothy 3.16.17 says this, all scripture is inspired by God And is useful to us to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So God's word gives us instructions on proper boundaries and rules and and how we are to live in life. Right? Here's a good one. Proverbs twenty five seventeen. Let your foot seldom step in your neighbor's house, lest he has his fill of you and hate you. <laughs> I mean, that's a great rule, right? Good boundary, right? Don't eat all your neighbor's food. Don't drink all his stuff, right? And then he's going to get tired of you, right? And God's given us his word so that we can have boundaries and rules in how we are to live with one another. In the book of Deuteronomy in the Old Testament, God saves Israel out of Egypt, out of slavery. He's taking them to the promised land. On Mount Sinai, he gives them the big 10, the 10 commandments. And he says, listen, follow these 10 commandments in my relationship with you and with one another, and you will live life. You will be satisfied. You'll have peace and security in the land that I'm taking you in. But Israel decides to tell God to shove off and things aren't going well for him. And so he comes back to them in Deuteronomy chapter 30 and he tells them this and he gives them this ultimatum. And this is our life today, people. So this is not for Israel today. This is for Bill Berg and the rest of us. And so listen up. Now, what I am commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. The 10 Commandments. It is not up in heaven so that you have to ask, well, who will ascend into heaven and get it and proclaim it to us so that we may obey it? Nor is it beyond the sea so that you have to ask, who will cross the sea to get it and proclaim it to us so that we may obey it? No, the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart so that you may obey it. See, I set before you today life and prosperity and death and destruction For I command you today to love the Lord your God, walk in obedience to him, and to keep his commands, decrees, and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are going to possess. But if you have your heart turn away and you are not obedient, and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, modern-day living, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to enter to possess. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you. Here's God's option for us, right? I have set before you life or death. I set before you blessings or curses. Now choose life, would you? so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God. Listen to his voice and hold fast to him, for the Lord is your life. Isn't that for us today, right now? Either it's following God and his biblical morals, his boundaries, his rules for our lives because he created us, so obviously he knows what's best for the creation, Or is it to say, no, I'm going to do modern-day living. It's all about me-ism. And I'm going to do what I want and set my own morals. But that's our challenge. So how is it we live in modern-day living? We live by putting ourselves under God as our Lord and under his letter of love to us. It's still his word, the Bible. That is how we are to live, even though we're living in, in modern day. And so I'm going to ask John to come up, and if he has any questions that came in during this time, I will answer them on modern day living. But this is our charge and how we are to continue to walk regardless of the day.
1: It's with our God and under his word. Anything come in? Well, I think one thing we can agree, uh, modern-day living and biblical living, it's okay to text in Pastor Bill a couple questions right now That's in church, right. You know? <laughs> we got one for you here. We got a couple. Um, do you think New Hope follows and is comparable to the biblical church? I believe we follow and are comparable to the biblical church.
0: Uh, we base all our relationships, we base our decisions Uh, based on the word of God, whether it's our relationship starting with our spouses as a staff, our children, uh, us as a staff as well. If we have conflict with one another, we apply Matthew 18. Hey, leave your gift at the altar. Go be right with your brother or sister and then come worship me, God says. And uh, when it comes to our morals, uh, we walk in what is right before God right here.
1: Amen. Constantly living under his word, living under his lordship. Here's another one, and maybe you want to uh, explain this terminology, but how do we combat woke ideology being promoted by corporations and in our workplace? Woke? Yeah.
0: All right, I'm not sure if I know what woke ideology is, but maybe it's this tension between uh, uh, the church being a business or corporation as opposed to the church being the church, right? The house of God, uh, the worship. And there's always this tension, right? But maybe I'm trying to think of the question, but potentially what it is is when when we look at the church as a whole, what we need to understand that at times uh, there are business elements of the church, right? We have budget, we have insurances, we have insurance claims, we have employees, we have HR, uh, human resources. Uh, there's times, you know, we, we hire people, right? There's times, unfortunately, that we have to fire people, uh, all those kind of things. So we look uh, to God's word, but beyond that as well, we look to business and we look to best practice. What's the best practice when it comes to some of these elements that are you know, maybe beyond just what the word of God might show us or teach us. The word of God uh, talks about specifically our character, right, how we are to live, be holy for God is holy talks a ton about how are we supposed to interact with each other and treat one another, right? That's huge. But when it comes to sometimes uh, business principles or whatever, we seek it out. But when it comes to like HR practices or whatever, sometimes we seek business principles or whatever because we're looking for best practice. We're not looking to become a a business or that, but it's just best practice.
1: Here's another one. Should we as Christians be much louder in this world voicing our biblical beliefs against what we see today going on?
0: Yeah, I believe that we should be louder, but we should be louder first in our actions, okay? We should be louder first in our actions. If you go and you're starting to spout out and spout off about how your coworker or your neighbor this or that, they're not living like this and they should be living like that, You need to recognize that when you spout out or when you even just say, hey, I go to church or I'm a Christ follower, which we should tell people, right? We're not ashamed of the gospel, but that they are then gonna watch your life, right? They're gonna watch your life. People in this town, not everybody, this and that, but they know that, oh, he's Pastor Bill. I mean, I gotta face people remember too, so they might even not know me, but they're like, hey, I think that's the pastor, right? So I have to live consistently. I have to live consistently, My family comes here. My wife and my daughter come here and worship and all that. So I can't go home and be a jerk, right? I mean, my goal is to be consistent as I'm among you, as I'm among my family, as I'm walking in my neighborhood, am I out in the community, serving on boards or wherever I am, that I am consistent in how I live in my character. And that matters, number one. But then, number two, the Bible says, hey, whenever we have opportunity, share the good news of Jesus Christ. Tell your story. What has God done in your life? So, yes, we are called to be light in darkness, right? We're called to be witnesses. We're ambassadors for Jesus. So, we need to go out within our homes, within our neighborhoods, within our community, within our schools, and talk about Jesus. But boy, let's live it first, right? Let's live it first. Amen. All right, I get, I'll get off that soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> no, <it's,
1: laughs> so there are people out there who try and change God's word to fit their own personal narrative, their own ideologies. How do you combat that?
0: Well, obviously, we need to, to lay out God's word and take it for face value. Uh, when there are difficult interpretations there, that's where we lean into the scholars for those specific interpretations. But in general, I would say 92% of God's word is pretty plain and straightforward in how we are to live. Where the challenge comes is that uh, there's a danger in we do not recognize that we're trying to validate things in our life uh, when we really are, or we're trying to rearrange to make it okay. And that's where we get in trouble. We have an enemy. The devil. And he wants us to rearrange. Just like back in Genesis 3 with Adam and Eve. What do you mean? God didn't say that you would die if you touched that apple. You know, he's just questioning, questioning, right? And so we need to be very careful. And we need to take every thought, the Bible says, captive, walk it over to Jesus and say, Jesus, what do you think about this? But I believe the Bible's clear in how we are to live.
1: Well, and even Satan-proof text You can take a scripture out to justify different things, so it behooves us to get to know the Word, get to know the, the context of the scriptures, to get to know the whole narrative and to be leaning, and that's why we need uh, scholars. That's why we need the church. That's why we need one another. But we uh, need to be in the Word, getting to know and, and question that.
0: Right. Plus, there's a thing called the Holy Spirit. It's not a thing. It's a He. Right, who lives in us as Christ followers, and He will direct us. He will convict us. Right, He's our
1: advocate. He's our counselor. Here's a here's a stump the pastor went No. All right. Uh, yeah. Last question. Then I got to rock and roll though. I say. Any. I know it says to submit to the governing authorities that you that are over you, but when they go contradictory to Scripture, where do you draw the line? Tough, tough, tough one. Right. We know that in the Bible and in Isaiah.
0: Uh, 40, 41 and all that talks about how God sets up princesses and then he bro- blows on them and they go away. And, and in the New Testament that, hey, we're supposed to pray for our leaders, come under their leadership. And so there's this huge tension there, right? And I think uh, that we are to pray for our leaders. I think that if they are calling us as a society to go the wrong way, right? Hey, abortion, you know, abortion's okay. abortion's okay. We push back on that as a people group like hey they are wanting us as a people group to go the wrong way we need to push back on that we need to stand up against those things right and so uh you know, to an extent, yeah, we're praying for them, encouraging them, God's put them in place, it's a mystery, why them right and that <laughs> and and that, but hey I'm going to pray I'm gonna walk, but boy, corporately, if they are calling us to a place where they want us to deny our religion, deny our our uh, faith in Jesus Christ, if they want us to to kill babies, those kind of things, no way, so that's what I got there uh. Feel free to email me or John if you have other questions or ever. You know, you just call us, whatever that is. But, uh, John, I'm going to have you pray, and I'm going gonna
1: I'm gonna to take pray. off.
0: You want me to pray. Yeah. All right, I'm going to pray. All right, let's pray. Lord God, all kinds of questions come up when it comes to modern living, but we know that you have given us your word, and in your word there are boundaries and rules for living. And you've placed them there so that we can have peace. Everybody wants peace. And they're there so that we can have peace and we can live amongst one another in what is right and good and pleasing. And so I pray that we would take it upon ourselves first to do that and live, regardless of how the world lives around us, even within our home or our neighbor or our workplace, may we walk in righteousness and seek first the kingdom of God. And so bless everyone here this morning in your holy name. Amen. Amen.